Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I stand up, I step well, I don't know why that was playing. We were supposed to uh, start our AM Minnesota program. It's supposed to automatically kick it to me uh, here, here to do, but uh, I had to take it over myself here for whatever reason, so... That's probably uh, given me a guess that it's not being recorded, so I better do a backup recording here so we can get it up on our website under the AM Minnesota, the Radio On Demand tab, and then AM Minnesota is one of the things that you'll find in in the Radio On Demand tab. Sam Temple is with me. He's with the uh, 1855 uh, series. How's that going? Are you still doing it? Absolutely. Uh, it's it's slower. Uh, you know, uh, grown up jobs and uh, Logan's out out east at school. So we we work on it when we can. But it it, it is what it has always been, and that is a hobby project. Ah. So. so it's what's the latest segment on that? The latest segment is about the history of Johnston Hall. Um, folks may recall that was a, a historic building uh, made in 1888, um, and it was uh, unfortunately demolished a, a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the the group of people that were uh, worked for f- some 40 years to try and preserve it and save it and make repairs on it, uh, they then became the uh, some of them became part of the Johnston Hall Memorial Committee um, that uh, helped kind of. Okay, if the building's coming down, we want to at least preserve the history as much as we can. Right, there um, was going to be some sort of a. Yeah, they they put together. Um, they uh, had some beautiful masonry work. They have the cornerstone of the building. Uh, so on the Alina Health Campus uh, here in Faribault, it's there right now. It, it's there right now. It's a beautiful memorial. Um, and there's there's benches. There's a sign. There's uh, those artifacts from the building. Uh, and on one of the signs explaining what the memorial is for, there's a QR code that leads you to uh, the documentary that we put together. So we were very happy to put the documentary together as part of that memorial. I don't know. You have antiquated artifacts and you have a QR code on it. You got to make history accessible for the future. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for teeing me up there, Gordy. <laughs> it just is kind of shake my head a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Uh, there's always always new tools to try and make uh, you know history accessible for folks. You know uh, the goal is you go there, you appreciate it, you get curious about about this place, and then if you want to dive deeper, there's the link to the 40 minute uh, video. Um, but if you're not uh, if 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 you're not watching the 40 minute video, you can just sit in the lovely garden and and uh, continue to be part of uh, Johnston Hall's legacy. Yeah, it was it was a, a sad day when the wrecking ball hammered that down because it was such an iconic building yeah. on the east side. Yeah, it, was a, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. There were a lot of lives that went through that building. Um, you know, I'm on the Heritage Preservation Commission here in town. Um, so that was a that was a really difficult that was a really difficult time. Um, and uh, part of what uh, the HPC can do, part of what the citizens group like the Johnston Hall Memorial Committee can do is uh, even when those tough decisions get made and and buildings or pieces might not be preserved, we can at least preserve the memory, preserve the stories, and 
really bring it all back to it's not it's not a build it's not interesting just because it's a building right it's not interesting just because it's old there are plenty of things that are um that are older that don't necessarily have that meaning these buildings these historic buildings they have meaning because of the lives that were lived there well and that was one of the oldest buildings in the community one of the first iconic buildings of this community yeah and 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 from that era you know from the the late uh 1880s uh it was it was a unique style of that architecture um and that's part of why so many people were drawn to it um and you know it was part of the seabury divinity school um so it has connections there it was part of uh, saint lucas and their nursing program uh it was part of votech it was part of uh, a lot of different um both industries professions um but a lot of people learning a lot of people making lives for themselves in that building so it makes sense that a lot of people would have that emotional connection not just recently but people have been making emotional connections to that building since 1888 that's right so are you going to do a documentary on farmer's seed and nursery uh, it's possible. That's not another iconic building. Yeah, that's not something that you know we've been approached about. It's not on the docket. Uh, but you know, we're if if there are folks that are able to collaborate on that, that's something we're always we're always open to. Um, uh, the big thing is just making sure that we get back to the human piece of the story, regardless of what we do. You know, we don't want it. Uh, the documentary isn't 40 minutes of us saying, oh, and they use this kind of brick and they use that kind of thing, and it was this kind of architecture. We talk about that, uh, but really, what we want to get back to is what is the human story that led to its creation? Oh, there goes a blues. Oh, excuse me. Yes. It's, this, it's this fall air, um, winter air now. But um, the uh, we want to get back to the, the human story is who, uh, you know, Augusta Huntington um, was also part of the, you know, the Shumway buildings um, in Shattuck. And is part, it's, it's all connected in the Bishop Whipple schools, um, in Bishop Whipple's legacy of the lives that he uh, reached, the the lessons that he taught to people. Um, one of the stories that we highlight, um, because, you know, we couldn't tell every single story that took place in this building. Obviously. So what we did was we basically took a 10-minute a stretch and we said, we're going to focus on one life. We're going to focus on one person who went through this building and was impacted by it. And that uh, person that we focused on was Henry uh, St. Clair, his name was actually Henry Whipple St. Clair. He was named after the bishop, uh, and he was a Dakota man. Um, his uh, father was uh, baptized by Bishop Whipple when he was young. He attended the first sermon that Whipple gave in Faribault. Um, and so even at that first sermon, Bishop Whipple was making connections with the indigenous community. And so then Henry Whipple St. Clair, who is now the second generation to be mentored by Whipple from that Dakota family and the St. Clair family, they're related to um, Teope to Good Thunder to the Faribos. Um and so we follow his life and show you know he was he lived until the 50s um, and you know he served during the 1918 pandemic he served during World War One he lived a full life that was connected and impacted and inextricably linked to Johnston Hall wow well we're gonna talk more Sam about that fascinating stuff if you're a history buff and uh, I know I enjoy history I hope. You folks do as well. Right now we're going to get the markets, and they deal a little bit in history, but not a lot in history in the markets. Anyway, our market report is service of your KDHL Agri Boosters, including Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency. Near Strand, Craig helps protect all things that are near and dear to you. Also, 
Lance at LNK Concrete LLC operated locally. They do custom concrete, flat work, and handyman services. Bring out the best in your outdoor spaces. For the farm, they do shop floors, aprons for the pole building, approaches for tractors, high-quality work. For more information, go to l-kconcretellc.com, l-kconcretellc.com. Soybeans, corn, cattle, and hogs are higher on Thursday morning. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are higher this morning. Domestic demand continues to be solid with strong crush margins. Export sales were down on the week, but still over a million tons with China buying the bulk of the weekly total. November beans are up 13 and three quarters at 1305. Much more active January is up 12 and three quarters at 1327 and three quarters. Nearby soybean products have turned lower on spread adjustments. December uh, meals down $1.40 at 429. December soybean oils 18 points lower at 4972. Corn's essentially firm to modestly higher watching U.S. harvest activity with reports of better than expected yields in some areas, along with the South American planning and development weather. Export sales were below a week ago, but still featuring strong demand from Mexico. December was up a, uh, three, is up three quarters at 475 and three quarters. March is a penny higher at 490 and three quarters. And we tire. It is oversold, but it's hard to generate momentum with the slow pace of export sales. Uh, China did not buy U.S. wheat last week. December Chicago's up six and three quarters at 568 and a half. With a marketing year high for export sales, December cotton's up 78 at 8022. March is 71 higher at 8239. Adjusting spreads, uh, November rice is firm. January rice is weak. Live and feeder cattle are higher, optimistic about this week's direct business. December lives up 95 at 184.57. February 72 higher at 185.90. January feeders are up 335 at 241.37. And hogs are higher, recovering part of Wednesday's late losses. December leans up a dollar at 71.15. The February contracts 97 higher at 74.42. Crude oil's up about a dollar. John Perkins. Brownfield Market Update. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. AM Minnesota will continue in a moment, but I got to tell you about our other KDHL Agri Boosters. TNW Towing, your hazmat spill restoration experts. 321 Fence Faribault, specializing in top quality fences for residential and commercial properties. You might want to get a hold of Micah. At 321fenceinc.com. That's 321fenceinc.com. Sam Temple's in studio. He is, uh, what, co-creator? Would that be the appropriate word? Uh, uh, Created by is usually more succinct than saying written and directed and hosted by, Um, uh, which makes it sound like, you know, we just won a lot of titles, but it's really just uh, a small team on that end. uh, But we collaborate with a lot of people to to bring these stories to life. You know, there's music, there's illustrations, there's actors, there's uh, in, in this particular piece, you know, we're talking about a, a documentary about Johnston Hall, which is a historic building in Faribault. Um, and we actually had a, a miniature model 
made. And it really wasn't that miniature, you know, made out of foam and cardboard and things like that, a recreation of the building. Uh, but it's, you know, three feet long, two feet tall. Uh, it was really, really uh, a, a gorgeous piece of artwork in and of itself that was made by Rathbun Reliquaries. That's uh, Dan Rathbun, Zeke Goebel, and uh, uh, Paula Jamison worked on that. Um, and it was uh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece. So we're, we're in talks right now with the uh, Rice County Historical Society to kind of take ownership of that, that model so that more people can come and see it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure they have... Some stuff from the building, right, of the Historical yes. Society? Yeah, there was a time capsule that they found when the building was um, demolished and, you know, different artifacts, different pieces of the building that they did save. Um, so, so you, uh, Can you talk about one or two items that were in that time capsule or do you know? Uh, I, I could try, but I, it, it's been a few months since I would have looked at that and read about that. So I, I would, I would, uh, be nervous to get anything wrong there. But, uh, I know there was a story about it when it was, um, well, I'm sure newspaper clippings and yeah, that sort of thing. They covered it, uh, but then I, I think the historical society is, is trying to get something together to kind of display some of those pieces as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It was an iconic building, the Johnston Hall. It was. And the name of this again is? Uh, so the name of the documentary is Love in Rot, Johnston Hall and the Memory of the Building. Now, the word in rot is something that we don't uh, don't hear that much these days. Oh, no, you could say that again. Yeah, so uh, Love in Rot comes from a Bishop Whipple quote. Um, one of the things that we feature in the documentary is a lot of writing from both uh, Bishop Henry Whipple and uh, Reverend Henry St. Clair. Um, we have writing from both of those gentlemen, and we also have actors portraying them on screen. Um, so we have a, a wonderful Dakota actor named uh, Eli Hastings. Uh, got to meet and work with him on this. He's a, a comedian and performer in the cities. And you got an actual Dakota person. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and and that's important when you're uh, you know telling these stories. So he was a, a very good collaborator on this. Um, uh, and then uh, Steve Searle returned to play uh, Bishop Henry Whipple. Uh, you and I uh, spoke to Steve last December because he played uh, Ebenezer Scrooge uh, most recently in uh, A Christmas Carol at the Paradise. Uh, but he also played Bishop Henry Whipple some six, five or six years ago um, when we had a celebration of Faribault, which was the play about local history. Um, Steve played Bishop Whipple then too. So it was fun to get him back into that role um, and portray Bishop Whipple on screen. I digress, uh, but we have Steve Searle delivering um, the line uh, that there is uh, a history of faith and love in rot in every building erected here. And he was talking about, you know, the buildings and the community that was being built around um, the schools that he was helping to build, to, to, um, build and, and uh, foster in town here. Um, and that's really essential to what we're talking about uh, is – intertwined in any historic building that we're talking about are the full human experiences that have been in that building. Because, you know, buildings aren't, uh, we say in the episode, buildings aren't alive, they don't feel. But the people inside them feel. The people who um, used a building for shelter or school or work, um, those th that's what makes a building special is the memories, the legacy, the lives that people lived there. Um, and that's where that, love in rot comes in is the full human experience that happened here over several generations yeah a lot of one-room schools back in the day right yeah. and not many of those 
are still around. No, I think there's one out at at, at Nurse Strand still, and, and there's one on the fairgrounds. Of one course. on the fairgrounds, uh, and there might be a few others scattered. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's different. And a lot of memories in those schoolhouses. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was one of my favorite things with the Rice County Historical Society, the history summer camp that they did. They had that when I was growing up, um, and they would actually have you know part of the day you'd have class in the school. So that was always a lot of fun to experience that. I bet it was. Yeah. Got to wear my grandpa's later hosens. <laughs> so how can people access this? Yeah, so people can access this documentary. It's free to watch online. Uh, you can do it either by searching for the 1855 history team or looking up just Johnston Hall uh, on YouTube. Uh, otherwise, you can find that on uh, our website. That's steamboatmedia.co slash Johnston Hall. Steamboat Media Company is the uh, company that Logan and I produce these uh, documentaries through. Um, and or, you picked Steamboat because? Uh, because of the, the historical significance. It was a signifier in a lot of ways of uh, the kind of the new uh, world that See, was being I built. I thought maybe, Sam, you would mm-hmm. use fairy tales. Like a like a ferry. Like a mm-hmm. there used to be a ferry down here, That's right, right on the river. Mm-hmm. That kind of a ferry. Is well, that clever you, or what? What do you think? Uh, well, if you don't copyright it, I might steal it from you. So, <laughs> um, so we have it there. But uh, one of the one of the neater ways that folks might access the documentary is uh, the Johnston Hall Memorial on the Alina campus. Um, you can go there. You can see some artifacts from the buildings, uh, from the building rather. Um, and then there's a QR code to scan where you can access uh, the documentary. Right on your phone. Right on your phone, yeah. And uh, most uh, smartphones have that integrated where you just use the camera app, you can scan it, and it'll take you to the website. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Technology is really amazing. Yeah. Just think, what do you think Reverend St. Clair or Bishop Whipple would think about this technology today? And just the tool that it could be to connect to people, because that's what both of these uh, both of these men were all about was connecting with people um, across cultures, across divisions, um, and uh, you know, technology is is uh, lots of good things, lots of bad things, but it just takes people using it for good. Bishop Whipple was a man ahead of his time. I once went to a service at our at the Cathedral of a Merciful Savior, where Fathers Atalus read a Bishop Whipple sermon, Mm -hmm. and he talked about how we need to love everyone with Christian love. Mm -hmm. Like I say, this was back in, I can't remember what year it would have been, but the sermon. I mean, he died in 1901. Right. So So it was maybe in the 1880s or 90s. I I don't know. He obviously wrote all of his sermons, Mm -hmm. right? They have them there. Yeah, and I think that's that's one initiative right now is trying to transcribe all because, of course, he wrote it all by hand. Yes, he um, did. Because that was the option available. Um, so they're trying to transcribe more and more of those. Um, but the uh, it, it is incredible, and, and Father Zatalis was actually, he uh, reviewed the script for this just to make sure you know there was accuracy. And, sure. and he allowed us to uh, film in um, the guild house port, uh, of the cathedral. Um, and he, you know, gave the tour and everything. So he was he was very helpful in the production of this and the consultation with the memorial as well. Um, again, there are just so many people. Uh, you know, Logan Ledman and I uh, got to work with on this. Um, there's uh, we had illustrations by Piper Mooring. They're they're an incredible artist, um, a local uh, Minnesota artist, and uh, a friend for for a long time. So being able to feature their work in the piece was was really really fun. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, Sam Dwyer, uh, our composer, uh, we've been working with him pretty much since the beginning. Um, so having uh, him write original music and original score for this story is always the thing that kind of ties it all together. Does it have some Dakota music? Uh, there, there's some drums in there uh, uh, that might be, you know, reminiscent, but, you know, we never tried to emulate that at any point. Um, but there's uh, one piece that's kind of the motif for the straight river um, in it, and that was just... Uh, it's always uh, really touching when um, you see, you know, all these talented people come together to tell a story about a place that you care about, uh, a place that is your home. Um, so to have all these people come together to help tell uh, a Faribault story, um, just uh, it, it it's moving and surprising every time. Did you, by any chance, contact the Minnesota State Historical Society to get... Uh their take on on this and maybe they want to put it on display up in St. Paul. Yeah, we we did not. Uh, you know, we worked with the Rice County Historical Society and, and that's mainly uh, where we got there. But no, we didn't have any contact with the Minnesota Historical Society on this. Because I would guess that they might be interested, you know. Yeah. Bishop Whipple was, like I said, a big figure back in his day. Not yeah. just for Faribault. No. He was Minnesota's bishop. Absolutely. Minnesota's bishop, um, and he uh, was known around the world. I mean, he met um, the uh, Queen Victoria. And, he you know. sat in with Abe Lincoln and lobbied him uh, mm-hmm. on the to forgive the, well, not forgive, but to pardon the... Yeah, he wanted to uh, 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 commute the sentences uh, of the uh, folks convicted after the 1862 Dakota War. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a big part of his legacy. And in that, uh, you know, we don't get into the history too much, but it certainly plays into um, the mindset that Bishop Whipple was in um, in the story that we tell in this documentary. Um, and the death of uh, Teope, the legacy of Good Thunder, the death of Alexander Faribault, all of these play into both what Bishop Whipple was dealing with um, at the time of the building and these schools' creations. And it also, of course, plays into um, Henry St. Clair's story. Henry St. Clair was a student at Johnston Hall. And uh, Henry St. Clair, like I said before, he's a relative of uh, Alexander Faribault. He's a relative of Teope. He's a relative of uh, Good Thunder. Um, so all of that absolutely is, is you can't separate the story of the U.S.-Dakota War from the story of Bishop Whipple. No. No, I... I didn't realize that all those people were related. I did not realize that before. Yeah, absolutely. And it's those kinship relationships that really uh, made the difference and made uh, and continues to inform Dakota culture, um, both in Faribault and across the state. Have you happened to read any of Bishop Whipple's sermons? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've uh, read a lot of Whipple's writing and research, and actually a lot of his writing features heavily in this story. So anytime that we have an actor on screen, those aren't words that we've written. Um, when we have Eli Hastings playing uh, Henry St. Clair, he is saying Henry St. Clair's words. Um, when Steve Searle is on screen as Bishop Whipple, he is saying Bishop Whipple's words. And those are the writings that we, we have, that we have various resources for. Because the sermon I heard, he was talking about allowing the... Native Americans to be in the church. There must have been some people that questioned 
that absolutely. right at the time, and that's why he had this sermon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a, a big issue that uh, Whipple had to deal with. Um, and I, I actually, let me rephrase that. He didn't have to deal with it. A lot of uh, preachers, a lot of uh, uh, bishops even at the time wouldn't have dealt with it. That's right. Um, but he, he chose to take it on. He chose to challenge that, and he chose to uh, do good works, right? He chose to um, be a Christian, practice what he preached, quite literally. Um and so that's something that's a, a challenge and a struggle because it'd be it would have been just easier for him to do nothing. Yeah, you know, people always ask, "What person would you like to meet?" Mm-hmm. When and Bishop Whipple would be a guy I'd like yeah. to meet. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you remember this or not, but Voss Floors, mm-hmm. Carl and Ann Voss mm-hmm. had a sign in their window at one time that mm-hmm. said, "What would Whipple do?" Yeah. No, and that was that was pretty pretty powerful. Um, and uh, Ann Voss was actually on the um, the memorial committee, and she was part of the group that you know got the time capsule from Johnston Hall and things. So uh, it's it's incredible to consider just how emotionally connected people are in the year 2023 to this man who died over a hundred years ago. Um, it's it's the impact that he had on the community and shaping Faribault into what it is today cannot be overstated. Um, and he even says, you know, he was only able to do it because of the generosity of the people in Faribault, because Alexander Faribault gave him land, because the people of Faribault gave him a home. And that's why he chose this to be the center of his diocese. Yeah. At one time, I recommended that maybe Faribault should have been named Whipple, Minnesota. But I have kind of changed my opinion on that, having read more about Alexander Faribault, Mm. because he dies and broke. I mean, he had no Mm. money when he died, and he gave away a lot of land, and Mm -hmm. land is money, of course. Yeah, no, he gave away a lot of land, both institutions, you know, that's how we um, got the the deaf school, the blind school here in town. Um, That's how we got most of the, uh, what's now, you know, Shattuck St. Mary's. Um, That's how we got the... Minnesota, the Faribault State Hospital that uh, then became the, the state penitentiary. Um, all of these things are direct results of the work of um, of Alexander Faribault. Um, and then the things that came after that are the direct result of Bishop Henry Whipple. And of course, they worked with a lot of people to make those things happen. You know, it's not that, you know, they struck a lightning bolt and it... it Everything just came forth. Yeah. Um, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of relationships for them to make these things happen. Um, but it just shows that uh, when when both leaders and just everyday people work together, um, you can have an impact on the community that lasts for for generations. So, uh, uh, and and that's really an important part. Is you know we don't a lot of towns have very passive founders or their namesakes are just kind of. Uh, an homage um but uh you know alex was a very active town founder um and whipple was very active he chose the hard fights when no one would have blamed him at the time for not taking on those challenges right for taking the moral stance i mean uh it's so easy to get uh warped into anger to get warped into hate and revenge and um it's one thing that a lot of people were dealing with after the 1862 Dakota War. 
Um, so it took a very moral man and a very brave man to have a different opinion. And people did have those opinions, but uh, Whipple was one of the most vocal, one of the most high-profile people to advocate for peace and empathy and um, proper justice. Really. We could use them today, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure we can all think of examples of times when we fell into the fervor of, of, of war, of fighting, of, of hatred, of division. Um, but, you know, uh, and, and I don't... What makes people like Whipple incredible in history, what makes people like Alexander Faribault incredible in history is not that they were these demigods. It's that they were real people. They were, they were normal people like you and me. Any one of us can make the choice to be moral, to be the person that in a hundred years we're saying, wow, that person was ahead of their time. Every one of us can make that choice. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, though, Sam. If I were to take a time machine, well, no, let's say I lived back in that. I Mm -hmm. don't know if I could have been that guy. I think I'd like to think I could have, but I don't know if I could have because a lot of people. Mm -hmm called them savages mm-hmm. and believed they were savages. It's it's uh, it's one of the harbingers of, of you know, when a genocide happens is the first thing you do is you dehumanize the other group. Um, and that's what I mean is a lot of people fell into that. And a lot of people fall into that today in various conflicts around the world. Um, so I mean, look what's happening now in the Middle East and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. It, the the first before a, a shot is ever fired, it's the language, it's the dehumanizing of other people. Um, but really, what what makes Whipple and and Faribault and all these different people incredible in history, and the reason that we still you know celebrate them and the buildings that they were part of means so much. The reason why it means so much is they were regular people that made that decision. It was difficult. It wasn't easy. It wasn't something that could have just come naturally. They had to make an active choice. But because they made that active choice, their legacy is still being celebrated 200 years later. Yeah. All right. Well, we plumb run out of time, Sam. So thanks for doing that documentary, by the way. It's absolutely my pleasure. I love I love Sharon Faribault's history. Appreciate it very much. We are very blessed to have this young man in the community. Have a great rest of the day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.